Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Jill Stanton on the Fools in Love podcast. Jill is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, where she and her husband help online coaches and course creators quit their jobs, start their businesses online, and get them past the $100,000 a year mark. Coined by Forbes as a destination for up-and-coming online entrepreneurs, Screw the 9 to 5 has inspired tens of thousands of new entrepreneurs to quit their jobs, build thriving businesses, and live lives of meaning and purpose. When she's not CEO and she can be found hanging with her husband, Josh, and their little guy, Kai. Jill, thanks so much for being here today. I'm so pumped to be doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jill, thank you so much for being here. And we actually had the pleasure of working with Jill and her husband, Josh. And let me tell you, they bring the fire every day. Every day. (laughs) Uh, Jill, I wanted you to just start us out by just telling a little bit about your journey. I mean, I know your company is Screw the 9 to 5, but tell us a little bit about kind of your background and what brought you to this point. and, And we'll start that way. Yeah, sweet. Also, I can't help but notice that badass scrum board in the back. Oh, Look you at know all that. It. Look at that done <laughs> column, bitches. <laughs> um, yeah. So Josh and I actually started our business together in 2012, like the year we we're getting married. So if anyone, if there's any other fools in love listening, don't do that. <laughs> it's really stressful. <laughs> um, and sometimes I was, I was like, are we going to get married? I don't know. Like, this is nonsense. Um, so back in 2012, him and I had an affiliate marketing business and we had grown that to over 30 different sites. Actually in 2012, it was probably like, I don't know, like maybe eight sites or so. And we started getting a lot of questions from people, family, friends, whatever, like how are you guys making money? Cause I had a, a services business before then, like doing social media for bars and restaurants. And Josh had a software company before then. And they're like, both you're not. So are you guys drug dealers? Like what's happening? How are you making cash? And we just kept getting the same questions. And it was actually on our wedding week in Costa Rica that we had the idea for it. And it was because we were about to move to Thailand because there was a big digital nomad community there. And Josh was saying, you know, we should figure out a way to like document our journey. So when we get these questions, we can just like refer them there. What should we call it? And like Costa Rican balconies equal rum and Bob Marley. And I was like, screw the nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) And both of us were like, I wonder if that's available. And we checked it and it was, and we grabbed it obviously. And we kind of sat on it because we didn't know what to do with it. We had never built a personal brand. We had only ever had these affiliate sites where, which were like, we had pen names for like, it wasn't us, right? Some of my pictures were on it, but it wasn't like, Hey, I'm Jill. Um, and so we didn't know what to do with it. So it wasn't until like maybe April, 2013 that we finally started putting it out there. And we really just like fell on our face for a good year straight. We launched our first course called badass guest blogging. It sold zero. And whenever I tell that story, people are like, yeah, right. Zero. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) zero, zero people bought it. Um, and not just that, but we lost $5,000 on it because this was 2013. I think this was the days before like thinkific and whatnot. And so we were like, we should get a custom built because why not? 
So we lost $5,000 and I just like spent the day ugly crying and day drinking. And it was also the best thing that ever happened to us because in that moment we were like, huh, maybe we should start teaching what we know. (laughs) And what we know is affiliate marketing. And so at the beginning of like January, 2014, we sent out an email to our list saying, we're making a sharp left turn. We're going to start teaching affiliate marketing, start talking about what what we've been doing over the last, you know, year and a bit and sharing how we make money online and from all these different places that we travel to. And if you are on board to learn about that, sweet, stick around. And if you're not, we totally get it. We wish you nothing but the best, but like, please unsubscribe. And it was the best thing we did. And from there, we pre-sold our first course or second course, I guess, because we learned finally to never make something before (laughs) you sell it. And from there, everything started to roll. We started making money. The next year we opened up our free group, our membership site. And from there, just things started to roll for us until about 2018 when we had a tiny human which turns out will cause you to readjust your priorities, which we were not expecting. (laughs) And we made the choice to shut down all of our offers that were no longer serving us, everything. Like our membership site, which was doing over 330,000 a year, one-off products, coaching programs, events, everything. Anything that was no longer serving us was out. Our free groups, everything. We just blank slated it at the end of 2018 and... We used 2019 to promote other people's products, kind of like full circle back to our affiliate marketing roots. And we gave ourselves a year of space to figure out our next moves. And it was just like the biggest blessing in our life. We made all of 2018's revenue in the space of nine weeks. And I really believe that it's because we allowed ourselves to get back into alignment with our values and what mattered to us and who we wanted to be. And we, I'm just so grateful we had the courage to do that. Because now we just like, we're so grateful for what we've built and like how the screw has taken shape in 2020 and like the boot camps. I know that you guys are in there with us and the accelerator and everything that we've built. We just feel so aligned with now. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of the things I love about y'all is just your ability to be transparent. Like you were like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we spent the money. We did something that probably wasn't the brightest move, but Mm -hmm. we ended up learning from it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the step. And that's like what we try to tell our listeners, like, it's okay to make mistakes. We're not, none of us are going to do everything perfect, but you learn a lot in those valleys, don't you? Yes. How are you ever going to learn how to get it right if you don't get it wrong? Right. Right. And so much of us attach all this like meaning, this like disempowering meaning about ourselves if we don't get it right, if we don't get it perfect. But one thing I always say, like, I, I mean, screw the nine to five attracts people who are at the beginning, right? For the most part. And they get in their head a lot. They want to have like instant success and they want to have their first $100,000 launch and all that kind of stuff. But they won't be grateful for like three people saying yes to their offer. And I always say like, how are you ever, ever going to get 30 people, 300 people to say yes, if you can't be grateful for three, right? Because those three people gave you money. They raised their hand and said, yes, I want to learn from you. And yet you're vilifying it. And so often we think, it's just, it should be so quick and we should be able to kill it straight out of the gate. But certain goals or certain things you want require a certain skill set or a certain level of capacity, whether that's energetic or operational. And most of the time, if you are attracting, you know, 
quote unquote lower numbers, it's because that is your current capacity level. And in order to expand into something bigger, you have to work on yourself. You have to hire people. You have to expand yourself operationally, energetically, your processes, like your ability to hold space for people or facilitate or fulfill for more people. And I always think like when people come to me and say, it's just not happening as fast as I thought it would, or it's not working. I'm like, it is working. You're just in it. So you can't see it. But if you could zoom out, you would see it's all coming together. You just need to get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So speaking of people who are working with you, obviously we know you from working with you. Um, Uh We were so so privileged to do that. And we know because of that experience that you are super into mindset. It's kind of my thing. Yeah. So we know that you want to show up the right way every single day. Why do you think that mindset is so important for people? Mm, It's like 90% of the work because what you believe is what you become. And if you aren't aware of what you currently believe about your ability to make the kind of money you want to make, who you want to be, the habits you want to have, the people you want to attract, the relationships, like the results, all of that. If you aren't aware of what you currently believe about your ability to insert outcome here, you will sabotage the shit out of yourself at any given stage, right? And so having that awareness is the first domino to creating everything you want. Because what you think and say is what you create. And if you aren't doing that from a place of, if you aren't being conscious and aware of what you are putting out there, like you will slow yourself way down. And so I believe only because I got it wrong for so long and I found myself at like one of my biggest low points in 2018 was because I was allowing myself to think on default or by default. And I I was in this like repetitive thought loop of, you know, just, it's not good enough. Things aren't working fast enough. Like I hate this, this, you know, it's all, there's not more where that came from. Like I I was white knuckling money. I was just in a real disempowering place and yet expecting magic, but I wasn't willing to do the inner work. And once I finally gave up, (laughs) waved the white flag, being like, maybe everything I've been doing up till now, is the reason why (laughs) it feels so miserable. Once I finally surrendered to that was when magic started to happen. I just started becoming a different person. I started, Stop tolerating complaining or blaming or justifying why someone doesn't have what they want. Or, you know, I stopped hanging out with low vibe people. I stopped hanging out with people who wouldn't take responsibility for what they have in their life or who they are. It just, I can not be around those people anymore. I refuse to, even if people think like, that's such a dick thing to do. Yeah. And (laughs) I just don't (laughs) care because who you surround yourself with matters like in a massive way. And if you aren't surrounding yourself with people who match your future, you are going to go so slow because you are going to be at the mercy of their beliefs, their energy, and their complaints and blames and justifications. And it's just not what entrepreneurs should be doing. We need to be constantly up leveling. Like if you are the coolest person or the smartest person or the most successful person in your circle, time to get a a new circle. Yeah, I know. I love that. And it's so like it, like you said, it does sound harsh, but again, like how are you ever going to level up if you just keep staying in the same place? Or like we've experienced a lot, like just telling people about what you're trying to do. They're like, 
oh, really? Oh, you're going to do that? Do you think that's the right decision? Do you think that's smart? It's like, it's like, well, I mean, no, but like, how, how is it serving you to sit back and, and do what you're doing? And again, it's not for everyone. Like the entrepreneurship yeah. thing isn't for uh, everyone, no. <laughs> but, no, but we've definitely experienced that when we've been trying to just reach out and do, do other things. But I did want to touch you're on surrounding yourself with people who match your past. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I did want to touch on that too, because that can be quick. Like when you're talking about mindset, that can be quick to like bring you back down to the level that you're at because you're trying to better your mindset. And I'm going to be honest, like I'm a reform mindset person because I used to think it was just like completely woo woo type stuff. Like it's like, okay, yeah, okay, that's that's great for you, but that is not for me. <laughs> so my thought too is I wanted to ask you is like, what would you say to someone who's like a mindset skeptic? Because like I know so many people who need it. I would, I mean, like you said, 90% of it is people needing it. Mm -hmm. But then I would also argue that most people believe they don't need it at all and don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Cool. How's that serving you? That's all (laughs) I would ask. How's that serving you? Do you have everything you want? Are you who you want to be? Do you have the circumstances you want, the results you want, the relationships you want, the connections you want, the team you want, like the abundance you want, the wealth you want, the success you want, the freedom you want, the impact you want, the meaning, the purpose? No? Cool. Then you should probably start trying to do something different, right? Admit you don't know it all and open yourself up to magic because if you aren't where you want to be, there's still shit you need to learn. And I guarantee it is not another ad system, funnel, hack, strategy. It's none of that. It's always, always the way you think about something. And if your attention is on that's stupid or I don't need that, you're going to you're just going to grow at a snail space if you even grow at all. Because most of the time when you stay asleep to all of that, if you push against it, if you're resistant to it, all it is is just drawing misery into your life because you're just like kinking the hose of abundance. And so anytime someone's like, that's dumb or I don't believe in that, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Have fun struggling. <laughs> You know, because you're just going to stay right where you are. If not, go backwards. Yeah. And I love that, too, because it kind of blends right into what I wanted to really get at with you, too. It's you guys really preach this idea of playing to win, right? Mm -hmm. Not not what? Playing to not lose. (laughs) Exactly. And we've been guilty of this in the past, too. So like hearing you hearing you teach that and hearing you, I think it's just such a good thing for other people to hear, too, because I think so many people struggle with it. And it's a weird idea to grasp because you don't realize that you grew up that way. You don't realize Mm -hmm. that that's your whole life. You've been just trying, you know, not to To lose, not actually playing to win. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think until you become aware of it, uh, for me, I mean, everyone plays to not lose at a certain point, right? For me, this looked like I didn't have this awareness until mid-2019 when I was all up in my head about a launch we were doing. And I was talking to Josh about it and making all the excuses and playing the victim and just like, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what happens if it like if it doesn't isn't as successful or whatever? And he just looked me dead in the face and he's like, let me ask you something. Are you playing to win? Are you playing to not lose? And I was like, boom, like my whole, (laughs) I was just like, I was going this way. And then you said it. And now I'm going this way. 
Like it was just a monumental shift. It was like one of those moments that changes your whole life because I realized how much I had been playing to not lose in every aspect every aspect of my life, right? And it looks like when you do just enough or when you're making just enough to pay your expenses, right? Or you procrastinate or you operate out of fear or you judge someone else for how they run their business or the ads they run or their messaging, like how many, or you call people out, how many, like, especially this year with this stupid call out culture, which I'm just like, I have all the opinions about, right? That's plain to not lose. That's you trying to get ahead by stomping on people, right? That's plain to not lose. That is not how people who play to win operate. People who play to win have their clear focus. They are hell bent on creating an impact. They are not worried about money. Money is the byproduct of the impact and the purpose they are fulfilling. They are not sitting there being like, how do I make the most amount of money? Am I going to lose money? What happens if this doesn't work? They're like, I, I am committed to making this work, right? I am the type of person who will do whatever it takes to figure this out. I am not attached to failing. I know that failing is the most insane data rich stream of info I could ever get in my business. And it means nothing about me as a person. If this doesn't go the way I wanted it to, because it's shining a light on the things I need to rip apart in order to fix. Like we were saying, like, how are you going to learn to get it right? If you don't get it wrong, that is a playing to win mentality, like no attachment to failure, no attachment to focusing on like not making enough money or it not being easier or they have, you know, they get all the opportunities. She has a bigger audience. He's better on camera. He's smarter. He has blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like projecting all this stuff outside of themselves instead of turning inward and seeing, how do I need to show up? What do I need to create? How do I need to invest in myself? Like just going inward and making it more about yourself than anything external, because the answer's are always within you. And it all starts with you just getting clear on where you're holding yourself back or where you've been playing to not lose. And I guarantee if you actually sit down and give yourself time and space to answer that, the wealth of insight that'll come out of just asking yourself, how am I playing to not lose right now? You'll just be like, and then from that awareness, you can start spotting the common themes or blocks or beliefs that are keeping you right where you are so that when they come up again, and they will, they always will, you can catch them in the moment, cancel them, and then correct them with the thought you want to believe or the habit you want to instill or the way of being you want to operate by. And I think when people can really make that a habit, even though it doesn't feel the most comfortable and it feels like quote unquote boring work because it's not some sexy strategy, your whole life will shift. It's you open yourself up to so much magic when you lean into that. Oh, so unbelievable. Yeah. And I did that to myself for so long where I would just be like, well, I really want to do this. I really want to lean into this, but you know, this is hard. This is yeah. hard. And that's like where I would always go, well, okay, well, this is hard or I don't get this right away or the first mm -hmm. try, it didn't go very well. And so I guess I'll just revert back. And like you said, you follow that pattern, you follow those themes and I'd kick back into autopilot all the time because I'm like, well, okay, well, this is hard. So I'm just going to retreat over here to something else back to my old way, or I'll just go back to the old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And like you've said, like, how is that going to help me at all by doing that? Because I'm not leaning into my true purpose. Yeah, man. And entrepreneurship is hard at every level. Like it never gets easier. You just get better. 
but there's always things that come up for people that challenge us, right? Like, um, who said this? I can't remember, but I just love it. Discomfort is growth dressed in wolf's clothing or something like that, whatever it is. Like discomfort is growth in wolf's clothing. Is that a saying? If not, it is now. Like that sounds that good. Was, that's that's yeah. a jillism. That's a jillism right there. <laughs> um, and so not avoiding discomfort, leaning into it using it as the compass, because that is a sign that you are growing, that you are expanding your capacity to receive and to hold space for more people and to create more impact and to make more money. But it does not just, you know, oh, look, I'm just killing the game out of nowhere. Never had to work on myself. I'm Oprah rich. Like, no, right. Your comfort zone is an indicator of your wealth zone. And if your wealth zone isn't where you want it to be, then you need to get way more uncomfortable. That's right. And one of the things you touched on too, um, I love because Tom, Tom Bilyeu says this, but he says, oh if God, you want to get, yes, yeah, but he's like, if you want to get, if you want to get rich, if you want to be wealthy, stop thinking about the money, thinking yes. about, think about the people you're serving. Think about who you're helping. Yes. Think about by sharing your story, who you could help. And I just love that from him as well. And in the beginning, I remember I used to hear Marie Forleo say that a lot, like just focus on serving people. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> I don't get it. I just want to make money. I don't care about people. And that got me nowhere. (laughs) It did not make me money at all. And I was just so frustrated by it because I could not understand. What are you talking about? Take your focus off the money. But all I realized is when you are focused on money, most often you are focusing on the not having of the money. And that is what's stopping the money. And so instead of, uh, James Wedmore talks about this a lot, like instead of creating income goals, switch it and create impact goals. Like you're saying, like make it about the people you are serving, right? Like make it about creating a cool ass experience for them, getting them results. Because if you get them results, everything starts to domino off the back of that because people talk, right? And if people have shit experiences with you, that's going to spread. If you rock their world and show up bigger than they ever expected, that spreads, right? Because you will become known as like, oh, you know, you should go check out Fools in Love. They help, they get blah, blah, blah results, you know, or you should go check out Screw the 9 to 5. They help people make money. You know, whatever it is, word will spread if you start getting people results. And I'm going to tell y'all that is so true because we've worked with Josh and Jill and we're spreading it like wildfire because Aww, like thanks. you guys brought the fire. So it's like you, but, thanks, but just to, just to your point, I mean, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And I, one of the things I want to continue on this Avenue is with money mindset, because mm-hmm. I know that's one of the things that so many people struggle with and they really limit themselves because they wealth is always looked at as, well, that's evil. That's just, or, you know, like you hear people say these cliche things about money and then you realize that that is part of your limiting beliefs and keeping you right where you're at because you're like, well, I could never make a million dollars because, you know, only these people make a million dollars or, you know what I mean? So like, how do you, how does money work into this whole idea of mindset? Well, I think in those circumstances, it's realizing like you're hearing people's conditioning when they say like money's bad or rich people are greedy or money doesn't grow on trees or there's not more where that came from. Like all of that is just the beliefs we were brought up with. Right. And not by parents who were like trying to, you know, screw us over. They did not have the consciousness or the awareness to realize that they were given those beliefs typically by parents who came out of the depression times that were way harder, way more scarce, way more stressful, you know, 
And now we are in a much more abundant setting and those beliefs no longer serve us. Operating out of survival mode of like, I need to hoard money or I need to have all the money or rich people are greedy or just because they have it means I can't. Like all of that, it's it's not serving you. And money is like, I always say like, if you are, I need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money. I want to make money. I want to make money. Oh my God, I'm not making money. I'm not making money. Why am I not making money? Why am I not making money? You are like a clingy first date. You are like the <laughs> the person who you went on a date with and it was fun. And then like right away, they text you and they're like, so when are we going out again? Right? And you're just like, oh, red flag. Money doesn't want to roll with clingy first dates. Like you're being a stage five clinger. Money like <laughs> runs away from that kind of energy. Instead, money loves to free flow to people who don't have attachment, who don't need it, who don't get like... They don't attach a negative or disempowering meaning about themselves if they don't, quote unquote, have enough of it. Because all you're doing when you focus on not having enough of it or when you operate from a place of like, I want to make $100,000. Why am I not making $100,000? Oh my God, I need to make $100,000. All you're doing in that moment is focusing on the not having of that thing. And that is the focus of it all. And that is what's magnetizing it towards you. And the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. If you're like, I want to make money. It's like, cool. I'll bring you a lot more situations to keep you in the wanting. So it's about like, releasing the vice grip that we all have around this like need to make money quickly and like the short term short game focus and instead shifting the focus to be like how can i rock people's worlds because that's how it starts that's true money and everything just like your impact or like relationships mm, wants yeah. to hang or be in a relationship with a with a stage 5 clinger with someone who's needy no one That energy is like desperate. No one wants to be around that, (laughs) right? Whether it's love relationships, mentoring, trying to upgrade your circle. No one wants to be around a a stage five clinger. Be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Be detached, (laughs) man. Be chill, bro. (laughs) So, okay. You did touch on this a little bit, but I wanted you to, wanted to ask you if you could go a little deeper. You talked for like two seconds earlier about catch, cancel, and correct. Mm. Yes. Can you share that process with us? Yes. Okay. So how many times have we ever found ourselves in a trap of like, oh, I'm stupid. Oh, that was so dumb. Jill, you're such an idiot. Or I'm not techy enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good on camera. I don't have a big audience. They have it easier than me. Nothing ever works out for me. And we start getting or like rich people are greedy. Money doesn't grow on trees. Like whatever it is, all these disempowering thoughts that are unsupportive of where we want to go and what we want to create. When you find yourself in one of those traps, and this is why awareness is so key and why getting clear on our our current beliefs about money or worthiness or whatever it is, whatever you're struggling with, right? Like whether it's money or love or friendships or family or self-esteem or anything like that, kids, whatever. It is so important to get clear on what you currently believe so that when those beliefs pop up again, and they will all the time, you can catch them in the moment. And when you catch them, it's like you switch into out of default and into a conscious level of thinking, right? Like you're engaging your conscious brain and you can catch it and you can cancel it. Like if you're a weirdo like me, I sit there and I will say, especially if I'm in a real strong thought loop of something that I don't want to experience, I'll sit there just by myself in a room, like cancel, 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 cancel. Like if your parents, if you've ever got, are you guys parents? Yes. Okay. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, what happens if my kid gets, you know, 
insert terrible outcome here. And you like kind of go down that path. I, anytime I do that, because I've gotten caught in a few of those, I'll sit there and just say cancel over and over until I've interrupted that thought pattern and my brain's like moved on. And that's the exact same with money or love or whatever, right? Like worthiness, your skill set, relationship, friendships, whatever it is, you catch it, you cancel it, and then you correct it with the belief you want to believe. And this is why doing your current beliefs or acknowledging your current beliefs is so damn important because if you don't know what you currently believe, how the hell are you ever going to upgrade those thoughts? So that's the first step. Awareness is the first domino, acknowledging what you currently believe and then getting clear on what you want to believe. Right. If you currently believe money doesn't grow on trees and that is not supportive of where you want to go, well, what do you want to believe? There's always more where that came from. I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. You know, um, the more I, the less I work, the more I make, or money gives you options. You know, money's easy to make, whatever it is. So you create your list of current beliefs, create your list of future beliefs. And when you find yourself coming up against the current beliefs, you catch them, cancel it, and replace it with a future belief you want to believe. And as you start to make that a habit, right? It's not just like, oh my God, I did it once and I fixed everything. I've been doing this work since 2018. It's like a habit for me now. And I still find myself in thought loops. Like it just, it's a constant evolution for yourself. You're constantly upgrading how you think and what you want to believe and how you want to show up in the world. And I just really believe if you can start making that a habit, your world will shift in such a monumental way. Right. And even as you're saying it, like I remember my past self and I know probably some of our listeners are thinking that, but like at first, when you say it, when you're filling in those past beliefs and you're putting in what you want to believe, you're not going to believe it at first. Like even you don't believe it, but it's programming your subconscious mind to be like, yes, this is what I'm putting in its place. And it does over time make a difference. So I love that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing that with like choosing my first thought every morning. I was just saying this on another interview. I've been choosing my first thought in the morning for since mid 2018. So just over two years now, right? Do I get it right every time? No, like 80% of the time I choose my first thought, right? But mine is always, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. I did not believe that in the beginning but I've been saying it for two and a bit years now. And I believe it with certainty, good and bad. Like if I get something in my life that's negative or I don't want, I'm like, "Mm, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. So my focus must have been somewhere around that, like not having or not wanting this thing. And it magnetized. And then on the positive side as well, if I, I believe like magic constantly flows into my life. And so if I get something I do want, I'm like, oh, that's because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. And so it's good and bad, hard and easy, successful and stressful. And it's just like releasing the meaning that I give to the judgment around that and just allowing it to be like, that's because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. So I just need to upgrade this piece. Right. And you don't like make it mean something negative about you. You're like, look at me, I'm building this habit and I'm getting closer to believing this with certainty. And then from there, it just starts to be a thing you do every day without having to think about it so much. It becomes more automatic. Yeah. And I love the honesty there too, because like, again, just talking about the fact that it will come up again, mm-hmm. it will continue to come up again. It is for mm-hmm. you. It is for any other person that you're looking up to in the field, whatever space, whatever thing, like, cause a lot of times I think we can put people up on a pedestal and say, oh, yeah. well, they have it all figured out. They've reached the mountaintop. So they're good. And I think that's a very wrong way to look at it because and which I love the honesty of the fact that no, 
it, you might have it figured out a little bit more than them, maybe that 10% edge or whatever it is, but that doesn't mean that like you don't have struggles, that you're not still going to be dealing with the same things that they're dealing with. Or yeah. And that they don't have struggles. Like, like we were talking about at entrepreneurship is hard at every level and people who are, you know, ahead of you, whether that's monetarily or just in the years that they've been in the game, like they still have huge struggles, right? Like I'm, I've been blessed to be buddies with some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the space. They have struggles, man. Like they have shit that comes up. They're working through their own nonsense. They have team struggles. They have launches that don't perform well. They have, you know, legal stuff, like different level, different devil, truly. And I just think the reason I love being as transparent and I'll be as honest as anyone wants me to be, because I wish to, I wished someone would have been honest when I was on the come up as well. Like, and even just truthfully, just to own my own shit. Like as I start, I'm starting a new brand for myself. I'm still always in the screw, of course. And I love it, but I'm starting my own thing called millionaire girls club. There's so much stuff coming up for me around that. Like, who am I to host the millionaire girls? Club? Are you serious? Jill, you're going to host the millionaire girls club. Like shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm all over. And my, my mastermind that I'm in, I've been going to them nonstop, like, please kick my ass around this and just like trying to get out of my own way. I remember the first thing I brought to them and this is like the God honest truth. I came to them last week with this and I was like, and I'm going to host this thing. It's called MGC connect and (laughs) it's going to be $97 a month. And one of my mastermind sisters goes, what? That sounds like the dollar store. I would never buy that. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was, so, it pushed me way outside of her comfort zone. She's like, I wouldn't buy anything for less than a thousand dollars a month. And I was like, what? Like I just was so, and I had to do so much work. Like who am I to offer a thousand dollars a month? Like, cause I've only ever known screw the nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a different caliber. It's a different style of marketing. It's a different level of offers. It's a different, uh, entrepreneur right? At a different level of their game. And so it's just like, I've had to do so much more work on myself as I lean into this new brand and like facing fears around worthiness. Am I smart enough to do this? Who am I to hold space for uh, women of this caliber? Like just a whole bunch of other stuff. So it never goes away. You just get better at exploring and releasing it and calling yourself out on your bullshit and not giving that a meaning that you were not worthy of it. Yeah. Love it. Well, when, not if, I become a millionaire, I will hunt yeah. you down and sign up for your Millionaire Girls Club. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right. Jill, what would you say to someone who is just really hesitating to take that leap and chase their dreams? Like they just, mm. they just need a little push. I think I've sworn already, so I might as well just keep going. <laughs> I think it's just like, why the fuck not? Right. Uh, uh, truthfully, like if I'm, if someone's going to be like, well, because I have responsibilities. Well, because I'm not making money with it yet. Well, because it's not like blah, 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 because I don't know it yet because I'm not blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just always like in my head, oh, how's that serving you? Right. Like, how is that line of thinking or how is that lack of courage or lack of risk or lack of follow through or lack of confidence serving you because you don't get, or you don't feel confident just out of nowhere. You start to build confidence by having the courage to do the shit that scares the hell out of you. 
That's the only way you're going to build confidence is by doing the thing, making and keeping promises to yourself and going after what you want. Because who in the world does it serve for you to play a small game? Who in the world does it serve for you to not make money? Who does it serve for you to not do the thing that you feel like that, that little whisper that is screaming inside of you? Who does that serve for you to not indulge that? And I can't remember who I heard this one from, maybe mm, Catherine Zinkina or something like that. And they said, she said, if it's desired by you, it's destined for you. And what do you have to lose? Right? Like, what do you have to lose by going for it? What do you have to lose by creating meaning in your life and purpose and creating an impact and leaning into freedom and expressing yourself? And I was listening to, I think it was Conversations with God, which I just love. And he said, when you were, living your purpose or expressing, expressing your passion, you are like, essentially it is me working through you. Like you are expressing a little slice of God when you are doing something that lights you up because most people won't do that. And the universe source, God, whatever you want to believe in wants to express itself. It wants to have fun. It wants to experience abundance. It is abundance. And when you kink the hose on that, you live in misery. You play a smaller game and that serves absolutely no one. Because as you create more impact and you build more wealth and success, you can have a ripple effect. You have more resources to, you know, tithe or donate or give away or invest or support certain people or build up your community, you know, like nothing good comes from you playing small. And so that is a very long winded answer for the main fact of what the fuck do you have to lose by going for it? <laughs> and I love it too. Cause y'all, I kid you not, since we've worked with Josh and Jill, I've been literally walking around the house, like Megan, how's that serving you? How is that serving you? <laughs> It's I'm literally sure like my number it. one. Oh, she loves it, Jill. She loves She's it. She's like, stop it. <laughs> spouses oh. do not love to be coached by their spouses. I've quickly learned. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. <laughs> well, Jill, thank you so much for being here today and bringing, bringing the fire like you always do. And you can find Jill like on their website at screw the nine to five.com or she's <laughs> over on Instagram at screw the nine to five. Yep. Jill, Wendy, what trainings, what things do you have coming up for our audience? I'm telling you guys, you need to get, you need to get signed up. Can you yeah. just give us a little feedback on what you have coming up here? Absolutely. So we're actually releasing a new thing called Course Creators Funnel. So that's coming out in uh, like December, maybe mid-December. The team's creating it right now. And then we have our next Course Creators Bootcamp coming up in January. And that's just over at coursecreatorsbootcamp.net. But that's what you guys experienced. It's five days, pure fire. So if you are a course creator or a coach and you know you have an offer and it's not really making the kind of money you want to be making or you want to be a course creator or a coach and you want to make sure you get it right the first time, please, please, please come join this bootcamp. Um, I do mindset coaching in there. And then my husband, Josh, does all the strategy coaching. We have our coaches in there. It really, we facilitate action threads. Like we really try to make it most memorable five days you could ever spend with someone for like your weekly latte spend <laughs> <laughs> and it is it's it was truly a blessing and a gift to us so we just want to thank you and the rest of team screw thank you, and thanks so much for coming on today that was so fun thanks for having me friends hey b what did you think of that episode i think it was pretty dang good well what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes they should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people they definitely should 
Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 